You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, bodacious bros, babes, and buds who bask in being bold and a bit of bizarre and beseeching brilliance. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly, well, kind of quiz show and offbeat <laughs> trivia podcast. This is episode 193. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen. And behold, we are your belated and backlogged boobers, but back for <laughs> boosting brain waves. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. And today's show is brought to you by Penn State World Campus. Learn how Penn State World oh. Campus can help you reach your educational goals by visiting worldcampus.psu.edu. We all like learning, yeah. and Penn State World Campus allows you to earn your degree from nearly anywhere in the world through convenient, flexible, and online format and offers 125 graduate and undergraduate degrees and certificates online. So again, learn how Penn State World Campus can help you reach your educational goals, uh, learning the things you want by visiting worldcampus.psu.edu. Hey, guys. Hi. Karen, hello. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's Karen. Oh, Karen. That's Karen. You didn't recognize her with her big gray yeah. beard. Yeah, no. Sure. Like, like, yeah. like Rip Van Winkle. Let me feel your face so I can know you. Man. How's everybody? Uh, you know, it's not bad. Not bad. We're doing good. good. Yeah. Doing good. Yeah, We've it's had been a lot while. going on. But we are back. With a guys. vengeance. Actually, no. We have no vengeance. We're no. just back. We're just back Happy. to, yeah, yeah, just to be nerdy and back share some fun. Run. I mean, yeah. we've been hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Off, oh, yeah. Off podcast. Right. And that's typically whenever we post a picture of us hanging out, somebody's like, you can just you can just turn on a recorder. Just, just put a mic <laughs> on the that table. You guys are all there, right there in the same room. <laughs> I am excited to be back because I found out a thing that I really wanted to share with her. Maybe, maybe you know this, but like, and, 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 and maybe you've heard of this before, but I just found this out and I am blown away, especially because I feel like this might come up on trivia someday. The song, It Must Have Been Love by Roxette. But it's yeah. uh-huh, right? uh-huh. That's yes. the one appeared on the Pretty Woman uh, soundtrack. That's, that's how it was released. Okay. Um, oh. That song was originally written as. It was a Christmas song. What? You will never believe this unless you already know this. That song was originally written and released and was a modest hit in in Europe in 1987. They're from Sweden, right? They're from Sweden. And the song's original title was It Must Have Been Love, parentheses, Christmas for the Broken Hearted. And it was originally written... By them because they want it was it was they a want a Christmas sad Christmas song. song. Yeah, it was supposed to be like an in, mm. like an adult Christmas song or like an an intelligent Christmas song. And the original, the only lyric changes in the second verse. She sings in the in the in the song that we know. She sings and it's a hard winter's day. Okay. And in the original version, she sings and it's a hard Christmas day. Wow, you really don't have to change wow. much. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say it was called. She... It must have been doves. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been dove beauty. Bars and then no. parentheses Santa's right. lament. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So if anybody ever asks, and they might, 
It Must Have Been Love by Roxette was originally a Christmas song. Sad and not festive Christmas song. That's the idea, I guess. Yeah. It's called Christmas for the Brokenhearted. You know what? Good for them for repurposing their song and turning it into a hit, not having to be tied to a holiday. I like that. They were trying to make it like a perennial thing, like. Release like 12 different versions and then substitute whatever the holiday is. Oh, no, no, I mean. Summer Jam version. All of those Christmas songs, every year they get played. The Mariah Carey song. Oh, yeah. Like it's. My whole life. It hasn't been my whole life, but it feels like every year for... That's a darn good song, Yeah, though. it's a really yes. good song. The crazy <laughs> part is... Okay, yeah. So I fell on a rock set wiki hole after this. Okay. As, you know, as you do. Sure. She got brain cancer <gasps> in the early 2000s. Oh, the lead singer? Yeah. Uh-huh. But she beat brain cancer and she still... They still go out on tour. I think they actually oh, just stopped her. touring in like 2016. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. So here, I, I, I'm curious, since we haven't been back for a while. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm, you know, we still have the, we still have Good Job Brain on the brain, right? <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the, the recent wiki holes you've, you fell into? Oh, I fell into, uh, Zelda Fitzgerald. Huh. Well, it was a whole Zelda thing. It was like the game. And then I read, you know, the synopsis for every game. Then I read about, oh, it was Zelda's named after Zelda Fitzgerald. And I fell into that hole. Did you and I watch into- the Amazon show? No, but I then read the episode summaries for oh, all sure. of that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. At first, I was like, well, what have I? Oh, no, no. I've been reading a lot about recently about uh, medieval fortress uh, defenses, like castle defenses. Like, it's actually – I started off – you know what? It started off so innocently. I just – I was just researching uh, the little arrow – the arrow firing slits that they cut yeah, in the yeah, castle yeah. What walls. are they called? Uh, that's that's immaterial for the conversation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, you know, I was just looking into those other types of, uh, of fortifications and the yeah. walls like built for specific weapons and then from there I just fell into another all kinds of just catapults and crazy the the one that I love the most is the giant bows and arrows that are basically the guys would lay down on their back oh, yeah. and like oh. you you string it with your feet and your hands and you fire it whoa yeah man. that's good for core <laughs> it is, it's good yeah. for core yeah it's like a rowing machine it's yeah, true it's true yeah yeah, yeah. I was reading something about these shrimp that make little bubbles that pop and make a spark of light when they pop. Oh. Pistol shrimp? Because somebody was like, oh, we don't know why huh. this happens. But there, people do have a reason, like a theory why, but I don't know enough about science to be able to tell you <laughs> what that reason was. It, knowing nature, it's either yeah. related to getting food, um, defense. reproduction, or defense, oh. right? <laughs> oh, I, I don't mean the motivations. Oh. I mean how. Oh. How are they making bubbles oh, they don't even know how light it... like that? Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there was I just I just saw a tweet from somebody that took a picture of their um like biology textbook and it's talking about the hypothalamus and it's like the hypothalamus is uh is directly associated with, you know, major uh, life survival functions which are colloquially referred to as the 4 Fs, fighting, fleeing, <laughs> feeding, and mating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I have I have heard that before. Yeah. For, fornication. <laughs> yeah. Oh sure. sure. Yeah, there there you go. That would have been better. Yeah, there you go. That would have been better. Yeah. It kind of adds like <laughs> yeah, three F's and one M. 
you guys might be aware of this. We wrote a book, oh, and it I is uh, out that. for sale. <laughs> and since we since we last graced the uh, internet airwaves, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback from our fans and our listeners. So thank you to everybody who's yeah. been who's yeah. been sending yeah. us some love. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you can find our book wherever fine books are sold. Yeah, I found one at a Barnes and Nobles in uh, McLean, Virginia. I really, heard about this. in in the store. Yeah. That's in awesome. the actual, you walk in, Store. see it there it, on the shelf. Only in the one in McLean, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was just so happens I okay. was in that mall because uh, okay. I was in Virginia to visit my sister for the holidays. Oh no! Now and I have then, to go to the bookstore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what you it. so what you can do is you can go to like you know the the online versions of of physical bookstores. You can see if they have it in stock, oh. and it's a game to see if you can find it. I'm gonna stand <laughs> next to it for a really long time. So what I did was <laughs> I uh, propped it up. Because, uh-huh. you know, you only see the spine, sure, so I, like, sure. kind of made it, like, feature. Uh, she put a post-it on it, like, yeah. wow, what a great book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyways, without further ado, now that we're back, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz, Hotshot. I hope I remember some trivia. Yeah, man. Uh, everybody have their barnyard buzzers, and I have a random trivial pursuit. Oh a card from our box. Actually, during the break, because uh, I had to move to a new place to live, uh, the, I called a lot of the Christmas stuff out of, like, the... Because mm. like, in our big, giant trivia box, there was, like, a lot of, like, Christmas trivia. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it, you know, they, I kind of cleaned up some. So now the, the trivia box is maybe, like, 8 pounds versus 13 pounds. Okay. A Wait, lot of Christmas. 5 pounds of Christmas, Christmas cards. There's a lot of Christmas <laughs> wow. trivia. You know, you're, you know you're serious in the trivia game when you measure your Trivial Pursuit cards in pounds. <laughs> yeah. Random from the box. Here All we right. go. What edition is it? Entertainment Singles. Ooh. Oh. So, sing- like single I, I, people? I still or don't know what that means. I think, yeah. I think one-offs. I think okay. it's all okay. entertainment. All right. Yeah. Okay. All Here right. we go. Okay. Uh, Blue Wedge for TV. What 1970s TV series featured a weekly presentation of comedy playlets starring big Hollywood names such as Phyllis Diller, Milton Berle, and Sonny and Cher? Oh, big wait. Hollywood. Uh, that was Dana. Laughing? No. No. Uh, Colin. Lo- Love American Style? Yes. Okay. Okay. I've uh, never heard of this. Uh, Pink Wedge for music. What member of all-girl rap group TLC died while filming an autobiographical documentary in Honduras? <laughs> Dana. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Correct. Lopes. Yeah. Lopez? Lopes. Lopez. Spelled Lopes. Yellow Wedge for movies. What 1985 Akira Kurosawa film was loosely based on Shakespeare's King Lear? Chris. 85? 85. Dreams? Incorrect. Ooh. Colin. Uh, was that Ron? It was Ron. Was Correct. Huh. Yeah, I... Only watched that in school and was kind of traumatized because it was a lot of blood. It was a lot mm. of fake blood. Games. Purple for games. Okay. Uh, which game did Alexander Cartwright invent in 1845? Ooh. So it's in entertainment. Entertainment. Game. game. Well, I mean, just a, you know, okay. game. Right. 1845? 1845. Which Ale- game did Alexander Cartwright I feel like we must have talked about this person at some point, right? Maybe. Red well, it's like it's not, it's not Monopoly. It's right. not like... Well, it's not, not Scrabble. Scrabble. It's not Scrabble. Uh, well, uh, it's not a board game. Oh, it's not uh, a board game. Is it okay. like a puzzle? Okay. Or a f- it's a physical game. 1845. Oh, okay. It's not. Oh, oh, oh no. Chris. No. 
I was gonna say I was gonna say basketball. No, that's, that's, like, that's James Naismith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not basketball. It's not baseball. Soccer. Uh, is it? Is it a common game? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Chris. American football. It is baseball. Baseball. Oh, oh hey, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. All right. I don't know who he is. Alexander Cartwright. Alexander Cartwright. That feels like a real trivia question. We should have known yeah. the answer to. Who invented baseball? Well, I mean, look, I'm I'm far from like Mister Baseball, but it, mm-hmm. I thought I thought baseball had like was murky origins. I thought there were a lot of compete competing claims like proto, to, proto to origins of baseball. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to stake my uh, trivia reputation on that. Hit a but ball with a stick. I want to yeah. investigate. Yeah. All right. Just, Alexander. Cartwright. We, we all have some I feel homework. Like we to have do. not talked about that before. Yeah. Oh, so that's a good one. <laughs> all right. Uh, green. Wedge for B.O. book. book. <laughs> <laughs> what Christopher Isherwood book is the basis for the musical Cabaret? Oh. I do not know. Hmm. Bill Cohen. I've ne- I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know, I've never. I couldn't uh, even. I think I've just seen the TV movie version of Cabaret. Cabaret, the novelization. Yeah. Chris. It's, is it something to do with Sally Balls? Like, is it? Is no, it is Goodbye to Berlin. Uh, goodbye to Berlin. Okay. Yeah, right. I was going to say, I've definitely yeah. heard that at some point in my life, but punch I wouldn't ball? have been able to pull that. Okay. No, not even Punchball. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Last question Orange Wedge for Wild Card. Where was the first Miss America pageant held in 1921? <laughs> we should all know this. Colin. Oh. Uh, I think Dana was oh, first. Oh, sorry. But, uh, Dana. I, Atlantic, Atlantic City. City? Yeah. Okay. Thanks okay. to Monopoly. Okay. I was thinking, all right, trick question. Nope. Play it straight. That's also a good wiki hole. I have all, okay, now I'm like able to remember more Wikipedia pages I've read. <laughs> what, before. Monopoly? No. Miss America. Oh. Fascinating. Oh, oh so, yeah. so here, I should have said this before we record when we play trivia. Yeah. So we have to remember the Monopoly board. That comes yeah. up in trivia all the it time. Does. Yeah, like it does. what color, yeah. what three, yeah. you know, yeah. properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing um, I remember in making a mental note um, is the color of pool. That comes up a Billiards lot. Billiards ball yeah. to yeah. number. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that comes up a lot. I know one and eight. The other one's <laughs> mm, fuzzy. a little fuzzy. The patterns are the same at least. You know, yeah, the yeah, one through yeah. seven is the same as so nine through the, yeah. Just remember 15. next time we right. got it. And you hit the that. white ball. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mnemonic. It's mnemonic, that it's, sucker. It's hard. I mean, I think we tried once. Anyways. It's hard. Well, before we get started, uh, Karen and guys, I have yeah. a uh, a quiz slash news related update for you. Uh, on a recent episode of the show, I had a quiz called, I believe, we're number two. Yes, and it's about uh, second place. That's right. Be famous people, places, things that are number two, second place. And I had a question on there of the uh, players who hold the second spot in record for most Grand Slam singles titles by a women's tennis player and at the time that i asked the question there were two women who held the number two spot serena williams and steffi groff second to margaret court uh but serena williams this past weekend Mm. just won the australian open women's title she is just incredible she keeps on rolling so she is now all alone in second place one one title that's right so steffi groff is now in third on the list of most okay 
Grand Slam singles titles. It's a 24, 23, 22. Oh, my God. So she's got one more to go to tie. For first. And then That's right. Two. And then she will be. two to do true first. Two to be the true. She, she's already the leader in the, what they call the open era of tennis. But Margaret Court, you know, who played before the open era, where there were rules about professionals and amateurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got one more. But, yeah. I will I will keep updating uh, all, all right. of you, dear listeners. And uh, now I feel no, that's, obligated. Uh, that's a that, that's a very trivia, like, like superlative that you have to know. Mm-hmm. I think she'll do it. I think she will yeah, catch so. and then pass Margaret Court. Yeah. So. Just like, I mean, now it's like the, the World Series. Now everybody has had recalibrate and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now who's the, the se- least? The winning. second, yeah, the second longest drought. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Texas Rangers. <laughs> oh, good job. All right. This week. We oh, have a. I have a question for oh, you, yeah, yeah. Karen. Oh. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Uh huh. <laughs> for your riddle. Okay. All right. Oh, oh it's, it's a, a oh, it's a riddle. It's a it's a it's a riddle. It's a it's a it's a riddle for you, Karen. <laughs> what is a pirate's favorite letter? <laughs> R. Nay, you think it be the R, but tis the C. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. It's pretty clever. I was like, oh yeah, he does. He says R when he's kind of upset. Usually, yeah, right, right, right. It's the, oh, because it's not his love. favorite. Yeah, because yeah, his favorite is yeah. R is when he's C- mad. Right. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is today's topic yeah. uh, at sea under the sea of uh, pertaining to the sea to the sea. That's right, Karen. This week we're setting sail on the HMS trivia. <laughs> Even the surgeon and the brain, they get the urgent start to play. We got the spirit, you've got to hear it under the sea. Each of the clamming in his pajamas under the sea. Each of the sunlight cutting a button under the sea. Each of the sailing I will start us off here on our sea voyage. I have a grab bag quiz for you guys called the C word. And (laughs) I, of course, mean C-S-E-A. The the name of this quiz is the C word. Uh, All of the... All of the questions or answers. Chris, Chris is dying. Yeah. <laughs> All of the questions uh, or answers in this quiz will be have the word C somewhere in them. Okay. Uh, okay. So that may be a hint. Uh, it may just be a convenient hook for me to write questions related to the C. So get your buzzers ready. All right. And here we go. <laughs> Specifically. Mm hmm. What kind of animal are sea monkeys? Oh. The the novelty pet, as advertised in the back of many comic books over the years. Chris, I believe, was they, first. They are a brine shrimp. Correct. They are brine shrimp. Mm-hmm. And they are, I mean... I, I know we've talked about them in passing on the show before. They're pretty cool. You have to admit that like an animal you can just dry out and they'll just sort of go into stasis and you reanimate them with water. Yeah. No, the, the no. cartoon for it no. like built it up too yeah. far. Like, oh, <laughs> like there's like a king and, and a queen yeah, yeah, yeah. and they build a right, castle. Right, they <laughs> no, like they really set you up for disappointment. It is cool. They should have just been like, oh, like, you can reanimate these they animals. They like flies in water. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought like them. I, I definitely had them as a kid and I 
was definitely disappointed when I got them. And I think after, like, maybe, maybe a day, I was, like, done with them. I'm like, oh, I don't care about these yeah. monkeys anymore. Even if you say that they're, like, even as a kid, they're like, oh, it's brine shrimp. You're like, oh, cool, it's going to grow up to look like a shrimp shrimp. And you're mm-hmm. like, it's not going to fit in this tiny little plastic tank. <laughs> I, I have also fell down that wiki hole about, about sea, monkeys. sea monkeys and how it's like some dude found out. Do you know what they were originally called before they, before they oh. come up with the sea monkeys name? <laughs> shrimp friends. Oh. It was, it was shrimp farm. Oh, no, yeah. it was, they were called instant life. Ooh, oh yes. that's, that's yeah. okay. I that's like right. that better almost. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not yeah. quite as vivid a picture though. You know what, but right. it would set you up for less disappointment. <laughs> it's it be, true. It's more You're true. Like, okay, it's alive. I yeah. Get it. yeah, but I thought they were going to be monkeys. Like I really did. <laughs> <laughs> I I really imagined <laughs> like, like the snorks that they might like, build their yeah. own little castles, like as shown yeah. in the ad. You know, this yeah. Feed them they have bananas. Yeah, costume. yeah. yeah oh it's strange. Instant life is good. The play yeah. God. Yeah. Yes. Hold their tiny face. Crush in your them mighty between. Hands. Your yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I know you guys are not uh, big horse racing fans, but you have surely. Surely mm-hmm. heard of the legendary champion racehorse Seabiscuit. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, he thrilled America during the Depression. What is a Seabiscuit? Oh. What? What is a Seabiscuit? What? Uh, I'll give you a little hint. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a slang. It's a slang term. Seabiscuit. This is clean for air. Oh, okay. This is clean for air. Okay. Is it? Is it like a clam or an oyster or something? No, no, no. But it, it's something that would be eaten out uh, on out the high seas. Sea. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like hardtack or whatever that the sailors. That is, oh, is that exactly it? what it is, oh, Chris. Oh, yes, okay. a sea a sea biscuit. That's what I thought it was. was yeah. Yeah. Your, your clue. Yeah, 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 just, I was like, yeah, oh, it's like, oh, oh no okay, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like sailor slang for like a chunk of hardtack, basically. No, just this dry kind of slang. It's a biscuit. It yeah, it's true. Biscuit, biscuit, up for the sea. It's what a the, biscuit at sea. Language? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sea biscuit's father, his sire, mm-hmm. I suppose in horse uh, breeding okay. terms, his yeah. was named Hardtack. So oh. it was kind of like a little jokey joke with the breeder, you know. It's like, oh, hard tax, you know, offspring is sea biscuit. That's oh. kind of cute. That's kind of cute. Yeah, I like that. Better than that, elven yeah. bread. It made yeah. me, yeah, 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 it made me smile. Much like elven bread. It's called lembus. <laughs> oh, really? I, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, right? it's not yeah. Oh, it is oh, called it. You're right. Yeah, the Tolkien bread. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm actually nerd. It's hard to distinguish parody of the <laughs> nerd versus the real I thing. I mean, it was sincere. Sincere nerdy moment. <laughs> For 11 C's. What is the only European capital city below sea level? Ooh. Oh. Karen with a guess. Capital? Yes. <laughs> is it? Uh huh. Amsterdam? It is Amsterdam, yes. Do they have dams to keep the water out? That city, as well as many other parts of the country, yes. The little Dutch boy with his finger. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Amsterdam, Netherlands is... Amsterdam, capital of the Netherlands, is uh, seven feet or uh, two meters below sea level proper. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, there are only two world capitals oh. below sea level. Ooh. And world capitals or state cap world uh, capitals, world capitals, national okay. capitals. Ooh. I'll give you guys a hundred so. fantasy points here if you know uh-huh. the other one. Uh you might have come across this in your trivia travels. Uh is a it hint? Jerusalem? 
at a staggering oh, 92 yes. feet below mm. sea oh, level. Geez. It is Baku, Azerbaijan. No. Oh, okay. wow. Not yeah. in the no. punch bowl. No, not in the punch bowl. Yeah, the only two world capitals below sea level. Yeah, Baku and then Amsterdam. And Baku oh. is like way below. It's pretty substantial. Yeah, as I say, you know, 92 feet. It's it's the largest city below sea level as well. It's its other oh, claim to fame. Hi, yeah. Oh. Huh. Baku is... I don't know. There's no mnemonic there. I guess that's either. Well, you have A, to B. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Wow. If you were served Patagonian toothfish in a restaurant, <laughs> you probably ordered it by what alternate marketing name? Karen. Chilean sea bass. That is oh. correct. Oh, that sounds a lot better. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wait, well, yeah. It's. It is the the Patagonian toothfish. Oh, that makes it Patagonia. Yeah, that's Chilean. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know it is caught partially, at least in waters off of the coast yeah, of that part of the world. I, yeah, I, uh-huh. I remember reading that Chilean sea bass isn't even bass. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's neither a bass nor Chilean. <laughs> it's the, the, nor the, is no- it from the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually a land animal. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually, yeah. It's, <laughs> but we like the name yeah. Chilean sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a trade name since the late seventies. Uh, I guess when they were uh, the the wholesaler who came up with the name also considered Pacific sea bass. Okay, and not exotic. Yeah, enough. and South American sea bass. Ooh. Like you can see, he's getting closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. No. Chilean sea bass. Yeah, marketing. Yeah. Uh, I guess also the Antarctic toothfish also is legally allowed to be called Chilean sea bass. Toothfish is not a nice toothfish. No, thank you. Well, yeah, because there's those uh, the fish that have like human-like teeth and they yeah. look scary. Oh, those are just freakish. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Well, it looks like they have dentures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the advertising mascot for this American household staple is a smiling blonde mermaid holding a golden scepter. Oh. Karen. What is Chicken Under the Sea? So close. Oh. I want to give it to you, but Dana... Is it Starkiss? No. Because no. that's Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, you're, you're just, you just got the name chicken. slightly... Oh, oh, chicken oh. of the Sea. Chicken of, of the, the sea. sea. There you go. Yeah. You got it. That's right. Chicken, chicken under the Sea. Chicken, chicken Under the Sea was um, my... Prom theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, chicken of chicken of the sea tuna. Does the mermaid have a name? That's a good question. I not in the research that I found. I didn't you know, yeah, I didn't I, fall into a wiki yeah. hole on the chicken of the sea mermaid. She's just there. <laughs> she's, she's just she their a, mermaid. Is she a mermaid or is she a melusine? <laughs> no, she's oh. a mermaid. Uh, the chicken of the sea is older than I thought. The company's been around since nineteen fourteen. Wow. Dealing okay. that Chicken of the sea. I guess they really had to explain to people what tuna fish was. Well, they they said honest. Apparently, apparently, honestly, part of their company story was that fishermen really said that albacore tuna was the chicken of the sea. Like they didn't they didn't come up with that. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? That maybe lost the mists of time. On average, this will be a closest to answer here. So you guys can each give me your own answer if you want. On average, what percent of seawater? Is salt. What's the oh. salinity percentage? And the oh, Chris, okay. okay. Chris so knows. we'll all go around here, right. yeah. Okay. And I will, I will Chris put on my first. poker face here. And let's say here, uh, we'll we'll accept a precision of two half a percent. That's that's as close as you need to get. Oh wow! Yeah, we're well two half a percent, and maybe that gives you okay. a clue. Yeah, maybe it does. Uh, it's th- not ninety percent. Three point five. Chris says three point five percent. Two point five. Dana says two point five percent. Of of water that has sea to be water. salt. What on average? Oh. What percent of seawater is salt? 
10%. 10%. All right. I have a feeling that Chris may have been doing some research because he had it right on the nose. Oh. 3.5% according to the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric I, Administration. I, I looked it up. I Yeah. No, I mean, I was I was looking. I didn't end up doing anything on this for the show, but I was looking at like uh, – I was looking at the Dead Sea Got it. actually, which the, the Dead Sea is not the, the most – they call it the hypersaline – or hypersalinated lake. Uh-huh. It is not the saltiest, like, uh, landlocked body of water, but it's close. Mm. What is? And, um, it's, I it's forget, the, I forget oh. the name of it. It's some other lake somewhere else. But okay. like, the, but like, the Dead Sea is salty. So Dead Sea is like 15 something Whoa. percent. I might be getting that wrong, but I do remember seeing 3.5 for the, for the normal. But like, the Dead Sea, like, you know, the, the the waves come up on the shore over and over and over again, and it builds salt castles yeah. on the shore as the waves come in, and it builds like these mountains of salt and and like balls, salt pebbles, yeah. pebbles that it's have like been a salt in a beach. river, like river yeah. pebbles, <laughs> yeah. and it washes those up made of salt. It's yeah, it's, it's nuts. That's neat. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling salty right now. Yes. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, during the break, I, I, I still we still read a lot of the, the, the crazy links and, and news uh, that that listeners and fans send us, and we got this a lot, which was uh, late last year. There was announcement of the first ever video capturing the motion oh. of something called the ghost shark. I saw that, and I thought of you, Karen. The ghost shark. Yeah, and it is a kind of a, a really rare creature. It turns out, you know, there's a lot of things in the ocean, and it's really hard to get video because it's kind of happened by chance yeah Uh, so this video it was released at the end of 2016 even though the video was captured like a couple years before video of the elusive ghost shark it was cool what's it look like it looks like a it kind of looks like a a smooth muppet yeah it did it had a very muppet muppet yeah it had a very muppet quality to it like kind of bluish and yeah okay and it has it's not like animal yeah it looks like it has like a like a very slimy kind of skin texture (laughs) has beady eyes fun fact though the ghost shark is actually not technically a shark it is a chimera which is also a cart cart Cartilaginous, cartilaginous yeah. fish. Uh, like sharks, their skeleton is not bones; it's cartilage. Okay. Um, but they are not sharks; they're they're chimeras, mm. and it's a they have their own animal uh, oh. group, which is the chimera. This ghost shark kind of captured the attention of the internet. Not be it's cool, but because it has a ding dong on its head, <laughs> it has a retractable. Uh, a oh. penis-like sexual organ on its head. <laughs> oh, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like a yeah. stock. Yeah. No, no, it's a, a, a real ding-dong. Yeah. Um, and the reason I, I know that it's a chimera, because I uh, worked am working on a book about shark facts as well. Yeah. I've been busy yeah. with. Uh, and so that's why I'm like, it's a chimera. A lot of people, <laughs> people a lot of people knowing that I'm writing the yeah. shark book, like, it was like, oh my God, a ghost shark. I was like, technically. Is it in your book? 
It is. It is. Okay. Nice. And, Even and though it's things. not a shark. And, and, oh, well, you know. The name, though. And uh, the other thing I'm very, very excited about while working on the shark, I don't want to give any of the shark facts away. No. But, <laughs> but yeah. one of the things I made sure to include, and we talked about this extensively on the show, <laughs> is Hot Carl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not, not the Hot Carl. No, the yeah. Hot Carl. Hot Carl. The fermented shark meat dish. From Iceland. Yes. Yeah. And I'm making a trip to Iceland <gasps> this no. year. And yeah. I'm going to a Hakarl factory. Oh, yet. nice. Are going to have some? I don't know yet. <laughs> yes. It is, it is, it is described as, is the most disgusting yeah. thing yeah. in the world yeah. to eat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not poisonous, right? No. No. It, is it just not. tastes like ammonia, right? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, do it. Oh. Yeah. And you drink it, it with aquavit, I believe. Is I, the, you know what? Yeah. I don't, I haven't really. A lot really, of aquavit. Yeah. Okay. Why Hakarl is. Not very um, favored by a lot of people. Sure, uh, sure. Very is, diplomatic. Yeah, it's because of the strong ammonia and urine smell mm, uh, of okay. the shark flesh. Mm-hmm. So you want uh, some rotten pee-pee shark? Yeah, rotten pee-pee shark. <laughs> Are you doing a race there? Yes, I am doing. I'm running the Reykjavik Marathon. Oh, my goodness. That is why. That's all, what's, so what's the name of your book? It's called Jossum Shark Quizzes. <laughs> Love the name. There's a lot of shark puns. <laughs> yep. Um, so get ready. There's a lot of shark puns. This uh, book has a lot of bite. It won't. It won't bite. It will bite you. <laughs> Take a bite. But, out but of... you'll like it. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I'll bite. I don't know. I would like to talk about something very germane to this discussion, which is. English breakfast, okay. or or the full breakfast, as it is known if you are in England, or possibly Irish breakfast, as it is known as if you're in some parts of the English breakfast. We've we've had English breakfast. It's the yeah. whole ridiculous. You go to a pub and you get eggs, bacon, beans, sausage, right? Like a half a tomato, and then maybe yeah. some other things. But those are kind of the main. How is this related to sea? Interesting, Karen. Interesting. <laughs> So, uh, of course, you also have you have Irish breakfast, as they said, or Scottish breakfast, different regional variations on the same theme of the, the heart attack on a plate. But there is also Welsh breakfast. I was just going to ask you from, about Welsh breakfast. There is Welsh breakfast yeah. from Wales. Wait, did, did Colin, did you know about it before? No, it was just oh, the only oh, one that he didn't no, enumerate. Like He's like, Irish breakfast, assume, got yeah. it. I'm like, well, yeah. what about Welsh breakfast? And uh, Wales has... Many things in, in rich supply. Uh, the letter L. Yes. They have uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Yep. Cockles or, or, or clams are often a part of Welsh oh, okay. breakfast. Are we there? And there's also something called laver bread. Huh. L-A-V-E-R. Laver. Laver bread. Laver bread. But they, okay. they don't say the R because lava the United Welsh. Kingdom. So yeah, you hear like lava bread. Lava bread. Oh, lava. And then in fact, sometimes it is, is cutesily referred to as lava bread. And it is bread made of lava. And lava, as you would know if you lived in that area, is seaweed. Ah. Wait, you can make bread out of seaweed? Is it after seaweed? a fact. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. After a fashion. Um, seaweed okay. is algae, right? Okay, yes. Like photosynthetic plant life that's in the sea. In the water. Right, in the water. This comes from the Latin word alga, which okay. means ah, okay. seaweed. Um, <laughs> it's a seaweed seaweed is not one thing seaweed is a big big broad term encompassing about 10,000 different species yeah. Yeah. of plant life for purposes of this discussion which is seaweed cuisine seaweed that is consumed as food um, we are often not always but often talking about a group of like a hundred-ish species called porphyra 
And that's the, uh. that's the, the the I believe the genus that we're generally discussing. Seaweeds from that group are called laver in Wales. They're called nori in Japan. Ah. Same group. Okay. Okay. So laver bread is. Uh, you, so you take the seaweed, you wash the ever-loving heck out of it because it has got all kinds of sand in there. It's <laughs> yeah. gross. Okay. You wash it, wash it, wash what it. What does it look like? This, this seaweed, um, is, this is the stuff that when the tide goes out, you see it on all the rocks. Oh, like that's okay. this, the, the lava seaweed or the and they porphyra family. It. Yeah. Um, it's, okay. por- it's, I think it's porphyra umbilica and the umbilica is there's like, there's one little cord by which it attaches to the rock, and there's okay. one Got point it. at which it's attached, and so that's so where that's where it thrives, <laughs> right? Descriptive, and that stuff is nori, and that is the, mm-hmm. also lava in in Wales. Seaweed's got sand all over it. You take it, you wash the heck out of it, you you break it into tiny pieces, and you boil it for a long time. You boil it and boil it and boil it, uh, and then you you mash it into a whole paste with. Like, you know, butter, salt, and the things that taste oh, good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, and in fact, in Wales, they mix oatmeal in with huh. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have two options, and both of these are called lava bread. You can take that paste, and they, they sell the paste in a tin in the stores. And okay. it says lava bread on it. You open it up, and it's just a black seaweed paste. And you can spread it on bread and eat it. Oh. Uh, you can also take it, or, or like... Fry it first in bacon fat to cook the oh, seaweed and then fry good. it up and then, then eat it. Uh-huh. Or you can take sort of a you know fistful of this paste and like coat it, like you know, bread it with oats on all around, and then fry that <laughs> so it's crispy on the outside uh-huh. and chewy seaweedy on the oh, inside. So it's not and technically then, like baked you can, bread. Yeah, it's like you, a like a like a pancake, like a yeah, pancake, yeah. and you can eat that. So you can either spread it, or you can, or you can fry it up as a patty by itself. Hmm. And oh. that you will always find that with Welsh, bre- oh, well, Welsh breakfast. Oh, that's like a like yes. a original veggie burger. I want to go not. track down like a Welsh restaurant in San Francisco and see if we can get some authentic lava bread. Interesting if we could actually have that. Uh, hmm. So similar but different in Japan, and I have to confess. Prior to today, how ignorant I was about this, because of course, you know, nori in Japan, it's like these, these dry sheets of seaweed. And they, when they make sushi, sometimes they wrap it all in a sheet of nori. That's, that's what it, that's the idea. So I'm a huge idiot because I just thought that nori was like a, piece of seaweed that they pulled out of the sea and then let it dry. Wait, really? Yeah. And then just cut, oh. that's not cut what a it square is. out of. No, in yeah. no way is that what it is. So <laughs> so it used to be like the lava bread paste in Japan up until about the 18th century. They, they made a paste out of it. They probably put soy sauce in it. But this is really interesting. The way they make nori is exactly the way that they make paper. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when once they developed paper making techniques, they oh, went, you know what else what we could spread thin now like could this? make seaweed paper, paper. and yeah. eat it. And, <laughs> and they did. And that's exactly what they did. And so it's they use I mean obviously there's like factories that can do this now, but like uh-huh. the, the traditional way of doing it, which some people still do, is you you do you do everything, you boil it, you know, you you mash it up into a paste. And then you at like, you're like a paper wire screen with a or... with a yeah like a screen door uh. kind of screen and then shake it around in the water make a little sheet of it and then you put it on a bamboo mat and you stick it up and you dry it in the sun <laughs> and then you uh-huh. have your your nori sheets and then you you roast them because the sheets are black uh, yeah. at first yeah. and they're uncooked and and so you roast them for a couple of seconds they turn green and that's and that's how you get it oh yeah so thanks to the paper making technique. 
Right. The the naughty sheets followed from paper making. Makes sense. We should have a dinner party of like sheet foods. Ooh, ooh, sheet foods. Right. Crispy treats. Fruit roll ups. Yeah, fruit roll ups. (laughs) Yeah. Sheet foods. What was it? It was um, (laughs) micro surfs, right? Where they got the the flat foods, where it's got the the foods (laughs) that can be passed under the door. Yeah. 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 Fruit roll ups and things like that. So, a few more things. If you have miso soup at a Japanese restaurant and it has little it has bits of seaweed in it, you yeah. probably have this at yeah. some point. Sure. Uh, that is not nori. That is probably a different species called wakame. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's a different that. plant. It's not shredded entirely. nori it's, or it's, it's not, not okay. shredded. It's actually just cut up. But it's it, it, this is the seaweed that's actually good to eat, you know, uh, like Slimy whole, as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's also kelp. Which is a different species of seaweed, and mm-hmm. that's that's known in Japan as kombu. Oh, okay. Uh, for, and for that's soups. really yeah, yeah. It's for soups, and you 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 would boil it in a, in a, a dashi broth, right? The miso soup broth mm-hmm. probably had some kombu like boiled in it, but you wouldn't eat you wouldn't eat it. You boil it in there for the flavor. Mm-hmm. Now I saw that, and I'm like, huh? Is that where kombu cha comes from? Because cha is tea, and I'm like. Oh, there is in in Japan. There's something called kombu cha, which is cha or tea made from kombu or kelp. But that is not nah. what we know of in the U.S. as kombucha, the which is the fermented yeast beverage. Totally different, and in fact, confuses Japanese people when they come I over bet. here. I bet they see oh yes. kombucha, yeah, <laughs> Japanese like drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a big push to get people to eat more seaweed because, for example, one sheet of nori has 70 percent of daily value for iodine, Whoa. which is really good, and it's not. A lot of people get their iodine mm. from iodized salt, mm. but we actually don't eat iodized salt as much anymore in America because people are shifting to, like, kosher salt oh. and sea salt and stuff oh. like that. Right. It also has 10% of your daily value for vitamin C. It's a lot of vitamin it C. It is a lot of, yeah. of of seaweed. In an easily harvested... <laughs> yeah. And also potassium, vitamin A, and magnesium. But mostly you're getting a lot of iodine uh, and you're getting a lot of vitamin C. Okay, I have a quiz for you guys. Okay. It is a movie quiz. Yay! All right. Yeah. So the answers to all of these questions are movie titles that have the word C in them somewhere. Oh. Oh. S-E-A. All right. S-E-A. All right. I'll, I'll, save, I'll save the one where it's hidden for the end. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yep, yeah, sure. It's all not right. even hidden in a crazy way. <laughs> I, saw, I saw some ways to do it in like the meanest way where it's <laughs> like a split okay. between. That's what I No, would've. I know. It's what you would have done. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but it would have been brutal because right. you had to like really search for yeah. it. Anyway. Okay, I'll give you a brief description or a hint about the about the film, and then you buzz in and tell me right. what it is. All right, kicking it off with kind of a current film. This film is currently nominated for six Oscars, including Best Picture. Oh, 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 oh. Colin. Uh, that must be Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by mm. the Sea. This is a 2015 film written, directed by, and starring Angelina Jolie. Karen. Also, Brad Pitt's in it. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was called Salt. 
but I guess <laughs> wrong. Uh, that was she, an Angelina Jolie movie. It wasn't yeah. 2015. That was not, the, yeah. This was the one where they're like the the, war. the, the disaffected no. married couple, yeah. right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. They just hang out. And yeah. I've never, I don't remember. They're like on vacation. Is, she wrote it, directed it. Starred? In it. Uh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm kicking myself when I, when but, I hear and it. And it has the word sea in the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no? By the sea. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the punch bowl. It was. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. This is also a 2015 film, and it's about the sinking of a whaling ship called the Essex. And this, uh, that story is what inspired the novel Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. This is, it was with one of the Hemsworths. Um, oh. Oh, dang yeah. it. <sighs> Come on, Karen. We can do this together. I gave you the Hemsworth. It's, it's Thor. Thor's yeah. in it. Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Whichever one is. Yeah, it's Chris okay. Hemsworth. Um, oh, man. Yeah. It's like vintage the it's word C is very, very <laughs> just nautical. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't know. It's called In the Heart of the Sea. In the Heart of the, the heart Sea. Of okay, yeah. I can picture the commercial for it. Oh, okay. Vaguely. So this is like the event that inspired Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Okay. The sinking of a whaling, the whaling ship Essex. Um, so this is a 1999 science fiction horror film. And it's about a genetically modified super smart shark. Karen. <laughs> what is it? Deep Blue Sea. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know it was in your book. But starring. Starring Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Seth oh, Burroughs. Was he available? And, uh, and um, the Punisher, Thomas Jane. <laughs> uh, can't ask Karen yeah. any questions about anything that revolve around Shark. Shark eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And a uh, fun fact. We learned this. We learned uh-huh. this. No, no, no. We learned this uh, on uh, a couple of years ago. It was Dana's birthday, and we went on a tour to a distillery in Alameda, California, uh-huh. called St. George. They yeah. they make um, Hanger One vodka yeah. and yeah. Uh, the the absinthe. Yeah, that and was one of the most fun birthdays I've uh, been. Yeah, to. that was a fun. So hanger. in that hangar, it used to be a, a film's props, like special effects crew that that occupied the hangar and they worked on deep blue sea so in the hangar in the distillery oh, you're right they had a robot fake giant shark well i don't even remember I this i forgot yeah well we were drinking much, a bunch yeah. of stuff <laughs> the drink that day yeah the deep blue sea shark that ate samuel jackson spoilers oh thanks yeah <laughs> huh Te- i, I like that leone was in that movie I think. <laughs> anyways yeah. that sounds about right for what 99 you said right 99 or, no, yeah yep. yeah that sounds like tail leone yeah all yeah. right going back uh 55 years 1954 this film was adapted from Jules Verne novel of the same name, and it was produced by Walt Disney. Walt Disney himself produced it. Oh. Uh, Chris. Yeah. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yes. Yes, it was. Contrary to comic conception, you know, it's not – this is serious. It's not referring to the being uh, – yes. you are not That's at a right. depth of 20,000 leagues under yeah. the sea. You are traveling for a distance of 20,000 leagues while oh, under, under the, the sea. sea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yes. You know, he maybe could have clarified that <laughs> in a better way. Yeah, yeah. 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 more pronouns. Yeah. It would have. It would have been Mr. real clear. <laughs> Twenty thousand leagues while under Traveling the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. leagues Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four years later, nineteen fifty-eight. This film was adapted from a Pulitzer Prize-winning novella. Oh, nineteen fifty-eight. Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize-winning. Prize oh. <laughs> 
the, the old man in the sea. Old man oh, in the sea. Oh, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. I thought if I told you Ernest Hemingway, it would be <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. That was good. All right. And then as promised, this is the this is uh, the title. Ah hiddenish. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it's not about an ocean, we'll say. Okay. <laughs> um this is a twenty eleven movie starring Nicolas Cage. It's about the Black P- Plague, ostensibly, somewhat. Oh, man, I, I stopped following Nick Cage's uh, movies after The Wicker Man. <laughs> or no, yeah. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was probably the last movie. About the Black Plague, um, huh? Bank, and I'll Bangkok say Dangerous. there's supernatural elements to it. Oh, a little magic, man. a little occult. Oh, whoa. Karen? No, he was in Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, I was thinking the same uh, thing. Yeah. You're, it's not. you're like... In the ballpark, something with seal, yeah, but, maybe uh, oh. like seal. See, I thought it was. Good. I thought like... maybe like sleepless in Seattle mm-hmm. or something. No, mm-hmm. no. I don't know. I'm not up on our Nicholas What page. is it? Yeah, season of the witch. Oh, okay. Did you not? There's a vague tingling sensation in the back oh, of my that's skull. True. Then you can use a lot of seasons. That's too. the bees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh it's the bees. Not the bees. Cool. Good job, you guys. Thank you. That was good. That was good. All right, let's take a quick break and a word from our sponsor. And our sponsor is Penn State World Campus. And if you're a busy working adult or you want to advance your career or start fresh in a whole new field um, and you want to set your own pace to earn your degree, you can check out Penn State World Campus's convenient, flexible online format. Visit the website worldcampus.psu.edu. And Penn State World Campus has the most uh, top 10 ranked programs in U.S. News and World Report's 2017 Best Online Programs Rankings. I remember hmm. when I was in high school, I was obsessed with uh, the U.S. Yeah. Uh, News yes. and World Report US when you're News applying for college. Yeah. You care about it so much. Yeah. Uh, you d- I, did, I remember mem- yeah. memorizing the top 25 schools. It's like, it's like oh, which one will apply? Uh, <laughs> So reach your educational goals by visiting worldcampus.psu.edu. And, oh, since we're taking a quick break, I got some Laffy Taffies, you guys. <gasps> yeah. It's our tradition to um, guess uh, the Laffy Taffy riddle answers. These are not bad. <laughs> so uh, this is a not bad one. Uh, Matthew J. from Dayton, Ohio. I'm going to reword yours uh, a little bit. What is a feline's favorite thing to read? Hmm. A meow magazine. The, 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 <laughs> the Saturday evening post. <laughs> the newspaper. Newspaper is not bad. Wow, okay. these are all yeah. very good. All Wait, give me more. Give me more. These uh, are pretty good. Uh, it's not the answer. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Whiskerpedia. <laughs> Whiskerpedia. <laughs> yeah. It is a catalog. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but yeah, those yeah. are all. Yeah. Well, it's like, where does the cat order his toys? It's J Crew. Yeah, where did the kid order his balls of yarn? Yeah. Yeah. The catalog. Like, right. what, kind of, what kind of person just reads the catalog? catalog. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You need a like a call to action. Okay, mm-hmm. this is but from David S. Yeah. from Newburgh Heights, Ohio, also. Uh, where do very smart hot dogs end up? <laughs> oh. Where do, oh, where do very smart hot, hot dogs, dogs end up? up. Um, the Wiener's Circle. Oh, that's Whoa, good. That's pretty good. That's pretty Not good. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Wiener's <laughs> Circle, man. Um, the Frankfurtchen 500. Like they, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They cut the mustard. Yeah, yeah. Like, Frankfurt University. Yeah. Um, 
Um, they're they're number number bun. I don't very uh, smart. Yeah, smart. I like this. I like. Wait, what is it? Where did they? Where do very smart hot dogs end up? They become sausages. <laughs> oh yeah, sausages. sausages. <laughs> yeah. The answer, not bad, is uh. on honor rolls. Uh, okay, that's good. good. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. All right. Laffy thank you, Laffy Taffy. Taffy. Right. Laffy, Laffy Taffy, Taffy children. Thank you, Ohio kids. Yeah, we got a whole lot of dose of Ohio there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. And welcome back to Good Job Brain. This week we're talking about things at sea. I like how me and Chris, uh, we always end up talking about food. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to talk yeah. about... Slash uh, animals. Slash yeah, animals. Slash animal, yeah. animal mm-hmm. reproduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about something <laughs> that now is so pervasive. Oh. Um, and, it, and it is... Patagonian toothfish? <laughs> it is... Sea salt caramel. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Um, a couple episodes ago, uh, Chrissy talked about pumpkin spice latte or the, right. the, the pumpkin spice flavor explosion and craze. Yeah. And now we're in a sea salt caramel yeah. craze. Yeah, we are. However, the difference is Starbucks did invent the pumpkin spice latte. Like, yeah, you know, right. they right. actually they invented they a yeah. drink. Yeah. Um, and the sea salt caramel has a fascinating history of how it like became. The flavor now, and it's huh. through years and years know. and years, and through history, it's crazy. So, just as a quick um, kind of search on on Safeway and on Target uh, online, here are some of the things that are sea salt caramel flavor. <laughs> okay, fiber one bars. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Uh, Safeway no, yeah. ice cream, Walmart truffles. Uh-huh. Um, so it is n- now we're at mass consumption. You <laughs> yeah, can buy yeah, candles, yeah, yeah. It's lotion. Fancy. Yeah, it's. It's everywhere now. And before talking about the origin, let's just talk about how it exploded. And this is fascinating because uh, there's an article in New York Times uh, about Center for Culinary Development. (laughs) And uh, this place is right here in San Francisco. And what they do is they analyze flavor trends. Food trends. Yes. Mm, I like it. Um, And so they have – they use what you call a five-part trend map. To kind of map the 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 the, the boom gotta. of a flavor, <laughs> and so this is these are the five stages. So stage one is very very specialized. Usually these flavors, and we've seen this with other things like wasabi, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Asiago cheese. Uh-huh. Also, yeah. they all start from very very um, 
either ethnic food markets, um, in a market not in store, but as in like the, the landscape or very, very fine dining specific places that not a lot of people know. Sure. So that's stage one. So stage one of salt, sea salt caramel comes from France. Kind of a traditional thing, but, but recently what made stage one boom was Pierre Hermé, who was a Parisian pastry chef. He made these the French macarons, and he made a salted caramel flavor. Okay, mm-hmm. and that kind of started uh, being written up, and there was like a little bit of a gourmet following. What mm. what year was that? Yeah. This is in the nineties. Wow. Oh, okay. okay. It takes a while. Yeah, sea salt caramel has a older origin, which I will get to, but I'm just talking about uh, in terms of like the boom. Right. And there was this also the there was also I mean right a broad boom of these sweet and salty just yes. just in general yes and i'll get i'll get to that oh, all right and so in the 90s then a lot of the pastry chefs and chocolatiers kind of started using this flavor but that's still we're at the high end kind of hard to reach market right, okay. right? that's stage one and we talked about this how this is the cycle that these flavors and foods go through like i think we talked about jello molds um on a previous show talking about how like it used to be an, an aspic you know, like mm. a, getting served a jello mold at your table was like the finest of fine dining. So stage two demonstrated by the flavor or the food item, in this case, the sea salt caramel into high end uh, food shows and awards ah, and okay. magazine ah. high end. So in 2000s, Gourmet Magazine published a recipe for sea salt caramel. Okay. Um, it showed up in specialty food trade the fancy shows. food show. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, then stage three, that's still in the specialty area. Then mm-hmm. stage three trickles, it becomes a little bit more available. So now more um, specialized store, but you can find them more often like Williams and Sonoma, mm-hmm. um, New York Times listed Cheesecake Factory. That's like, mm-hmm. it's chain, but it's still more, a little bit more exotic or inventive. And so they start serving sea okay. salt caramel flavor. Stage four, this is, this is the key. This is the key stage uh, of the boom. So then it's an appearance into a mainstream women's mm. magazine or a larger chain restaurant. Mm. Interesting. Um, specifically like, uh, calling out uh, Starbucks. Uh, yeah. Starbucks yeah. is a high stage four. So by this point, Starbucks <laughs> released the sea salt car- caramel latte. And then stage five is now you can buy it at Walmart, at Safeway, at every store. Mm. It might be used to have to go to William Sonoma to buy right, it, but, but now, now it's you can like go to the store brand ice yeah. cream. Yes, has Fiber a One flavor. bars now it have becomes a flavor variety, variety yeah. of yeah. other things. Yeah. So it's a five stage thing. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever watched Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, uh, there is that really awesome scene where they talk about. The color blue of the oh. sweater she's wearing. It's like a whole kind of a, a rant on that. It reminds me of and that. And it's the same thing. It's like that started with this fashion designer yeah. at mm-hmm. this fashion show. And it and trickles, it trickles down, down. until... She's yeah. like, I know exactly what year your sweater is. And you're right, Colin. Uh, the sea salt caramel is also kind of um, characterized by the parallel rise of high-end salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Easter, the Himalayan salts yeah. and the pink salt, yeah. the pink Himalayan right, right, or like right. you know, harvested from mm-hmm. the coast of England. Uh-huh. This specialized salt became kind of big and becoming a, a gourmet thing. And then also salt on chocolate. That yeah. was also yes. very big. Yes. So kind of yes. these the all these things kind of yeah. yeah. And it is it all kind of converges. Now, where did it come from? Like we know how it got popularized, but mm. where did it come from? Who invented it? And actually it's a pretty recent, uh, quote, invention. And this traces back to the 1970s. 
Oh. Um, yes. There is a chocolatier, Henri LaRue, studied in, in Switzerland, and then he moved to Brittany, France, uh-huh. kind of region in France. Uh-huh. Brittany, it's a northwest kind of peninsula-y, you know, very close to England. Mm. He opened up a uh, chocolatier shop, and he was trying to find out, like, a product, like, maybe a sweet that differentiates from all the other uh, sweet shops yeah. in that area. And so he was just like, well, I'm in Brittany. Brittany is famous for their salted butter. So mm. why not highlight uh, that local ingredient? That wow, sense. that's and yeah, that's a natural caramel. fit. Yeah. So this is in the 70s. And after testing, Henri LaRue made caramel au beurre salé, salted butter caramel. Oh, of course, because caramel itself, it has a lot of butter in it. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. using the salted butter, yeah. making the caramel with the salted butter. Right. And okay. he won awards for this treat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, we're pinpointing that this is a person that, you know, we actually have documentation that wow. invented this item. Now, let's travel back in time even more. Why is there so much salted butter in Brittany? Why is a big deal in Brittany? Mm. And this is crazy. This dates back to the 1200s. Louis the Ninth established a salt tax or a salt duty so they can control uh-huh. salt. This lasted until like the 1940s. Whoa, the, the salt, salt tax. tax. The salt tax, the gabel, the gabel <laughs> salt tax. However, for the salt tax, different regions of France got taxed different ways. So your more metropolitan cities like Paris or, you know, areas got taxed a lot more. But there were some areas that were exempt from salt tax, including Brittany. Hmm. So okay. this whole time, Brittany did not have to pay uh, well, they probably had So they're just like rubbing salt. everybody else's yes. face in it. And yeah. they had their yeah. own a lot of sea salt. So like, I can just go to the beach at night. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're never going to know. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so because they're, yeah. they're off the coast of the Atlantic and they yeah. had a readily uh, available uh, amount of salt. And so Brittany became famous for their salt and hence salted Showing butter. off. <laughs> yeah, it is. Kind of just show it off. We, you know, yeah. salt. Yeah. So, so, so I'm going to sit down for a delightful the, glass the of salted wine. goes back to <laughs> Louis the Ninth for Louis the Ninth. Trying, to, trying to make hmm. some extra money yeah. to, to, well, to have more. Making some <laughs> extra money. To have uh, for France's wars. Yeah. And uh, this royal control over salt. Yep. Yeah. Easier way All. to consistently wow. get yeah. money from people. It's interesting. Yep. People did not. And because of the tax, people didn't consume that much salt. Right. They're just like, well, we'll do without. without (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't say that the origin story was like the saltwater taffy supposed (laughs) origin. Oh, the ocean swept all this salt into my caramel. And it's what a taste treat I've discovered. (laughs) This actually has salt. I like this. Yeah. This is is more saltwater taffy than saltwater taffy. It is. This is honest. This is what I wish saltwater taffy was. Totally. But yeah, so that is. From 1229 to 2017, Mm -hmm. from the salt tax to Fiber One (laughs) sea salt caramel flavored bars. That's where we are. I just want to know who was the first person who dipped a french fry into their chocolate milkshake oh. at mcdonald's because mm-hmm. that person or at genius. wendy's i wonder what the next food trend's gonna be like you were like oh the next one's in the pipeline i remember uh, yeah, yeah. i think i i got sea salt caramel at tier two because we were in san francisco it was like mm-hmm. early yeah. 2000s it's a little yeah. bit hard for us because we're a little bit 
weirder. Um, like we'll eat lots fork, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Trends also just come and go so quickly here too. Like it's hard. We, yeah. we might, we might be churning on. through a bunch well, of stage twos and right. threes without yeah. even knowing um, it. Yeah. Jackfruit. Jackfruit is uh, is becoming hmm. big because it's a it's now used. I mean, like I've talked about jackfruit on the show before about yeah. like the crazy yeah. sticky glue. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. and your mom yeah, trying to trying hack to, one together, yeah. hack one apart. Um, now they use like unripe jackfruit for fake meat because it kind of is stringy. really yeah. So oh. like barbecue places, in really San Francisco, interesting. Now they're they're vegan um, instead of like a tofu or yeah, something yeah. synthetic. It is just unripe jackfruit. Ooh, that might and be it's a stringy. Thing. Yeah, you know, sriracha was one. Like that yeah. we had like yeah. a long time, time ago, ago, like in yeah. college. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I had a really good time doing those Laffy Taffies with you guys. So uh, I, I decided to go on the internet and collect a whole bunch of stupid uh, sea riddles. Yeah. That's how you started the show. Guys. That is how I started the show. And it's the middle of the show. And it's how we're going to end the show. So uh, I've got, I've got one last sea uh, related uh, thing for us, which is a bunch of those Laffy Taffy type riddles, but they're all about the sea and fish and whales <laughs> okay. and sharks. Okay. And putting our heads I together. Think, I think you guys are putting your heads together to a, yeah. try to come up with better answers than the real answer, but then ultimately try to figure out the quote unquote real, real answer. answer. Right. I mean, who's to say? Really, like... a variety of different uh, sea-related uh, uh, <laughs> web portals. All right. We'll start. I, I mean, I've tried to start easy and go hard, so oh. we'll see how this goes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where does seaweed look for a job? Where does, Where does seaweed, seaweed look for oh. Karen. Oh. The kelp desk? Nah. No. Kelp wanted? Yes. Yeah. The, in the oh. kelp wanted section. Yeah. Oh. I was close. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. All right. Um, why is it so easy to weigh a fish? Colin? Because it has its own scales. Because it has its own scales. Oh. It's covered in scales. Yes. And it's, scales. it's something, something scales. scales. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's yeah. actually a lot of riddles, the answer to which is, because it has scales. Why are fish so musical? Okay. What do you get if you cross a fish with an elephant? What- Drunk... Trunk. Fish. Oh, Trunk. swimming trunks. Trunk. That's it. Swimming, swimming trunks. trunks. That's swimming good trunks. Job. Swimming That's good. Trunks. Yeah. 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 Teamwork. Yeah. Trunks. Um, mm-hmm. what can make an octopus laugh? Eight. What yeah, can make an octopus ten- something? Tentacles. Being. Tentacled. Tickled. Tentacled. 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 Yeah, that's it. Wow. Tentacles. Tentacles. Oh, tentacles. Tentacles. Okay. That's slightly more clever. Yeah. Right, right. Eight tickles. All right. Why didn't the pair of oysters share their pearls? Why didn't did the pair of oysters oh, share their pearls? They're on separate shellfish. Beds. Shellfish. So you're close. Well, I want I you to really out, listen. Selfish. Be- why didn't the pair of oysters share their pearls? Something like two, two because shellfish. Two shellfish. Two shellfish. Two shellfish. Yeah. Two shellfish. <laughs> okay. We're pretty good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're okay. at least All as right. smart we're, as children. Okay, now, yeah. we're, now we're trending into <laughs> bad jokes, which may have better... Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. How do you catch a school of fish? Test, paper, catch. Net, bow, bus, net, teach. catch, uh, tra- uh, tra- trap, po- 
pop quiz, trap quiz. Um, <laughs> Interesting. School bus? It's got to be something with net. With net or, or hook. When they're oh, playing okay. hooky. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, playing, playing hooky. Playing hooky. Mm. Get them when they're playing hooky. Uh, yeah. Catch them when they're playing hooky. That uh, uh, doesn't really yeah. connect. Yeah. Because yeah. hook is for one thing, yeah. not a group. Right. Yeah. But neither is the real answer either. Okay. So, I mean, anything you come up with might actually be better. Homeroom? I don't know. What is it? I'll tell you the ridiculous answer that I found. It is, how do you catch a school of fish? With a bookworm. Oh. It's like one as well. It's not going to. Yeah. That's not bad. It's okay. It's It's not great. It's not great. catch... You catch with a worm. You catch one fish. You don't yeah. catch a whole. School. Yeah, it shows it with with bookworms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We, oh, yeah. with bookworms. Worms. Yes, yeah. it's good editing. Yeah, on yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, maybe this is in Karen's book. It should be in Karen's book. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, why did the shark spit out the clown? <laughs> he tasted funny. Because he tasted oh! funny. Arf, 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 arf. <laughs> What? Like that, like I mean, just as an aside, yeah. like that could be why did the lion, yeah. alligator, like anything, spit out the clown? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, but then it wouldn't be. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Yeah. It's true. Uh, it wouldn't. I'm sorry. I mean to pull back the uh, <laughs> curtain here on the humor. <laughs> what does Cinderella wear when she goes swimming? Golden or the glass flipper? Glass flipper. Oh, glass. Got it in one. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Flippers. Yeah. Finally, finally. <laughs> why did the cantaloupe jump into the sea? Is it melancholy? Cuz he oh, cuz oh, he was it, uh, he wanted to be a watermelon. That's good. <laughs> Is it? Oh, <laughs> yes, that, okay. was, that was the joke. But Karen, that doesn't make sense. No, I because he was melancholy. Mel- that's good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If if it's a bit darker. dire, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about seaweed, about sea biscuit, <laughs> about sea salt caramel, mm-hmm. about. About sea movies, the C word, uh, and many other things. You can find our show on on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and our website, goodjobbrain.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate background, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic, and then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambi Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. Stretch opportunity? What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs>